Hello, my name's Angus Watt, and my definition of relentless is perseverance. Just show up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Relentless Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Dubay, and today's guest is someone that if you live in the Edmonton and, and actually the Alberta area and you watch global TV, I guarantee you, you'll know who this guy is. I'm very happy to have Angus Watt with us from the Angus, uh, it's called the Angus Watt, what, what's your company called? I'm losing it right now. Angus, Angus Watt, Watt Advisory, Advisory Group. Group. It's right yeah. in front of me, but I can't yeah. even see it because I have my glasses on. And you, I feel like, I feel like, and I, I don't feel like, I have a little celebrity, not a little, I mean, you're a man, but I have a celebrity <laughs> in. A big, a big a celebrity. Bigger, <laughs> a bigger, a, a man celebrity, <laughs> not a child star. In the, you know, this is great to have you, Angus. Well, it's an honor and pleasure to be here. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. No, we uh, we met a few months ago, and we've met a couple times, I think, because of some of the, the philanthropy work and some of the community work that you do. And uh, we got thinking about how, like, we need to get you on here and talk about how you've been relentless in your life to get to where you are. But once we got talking again, it was just solidified that, yeah, you've got a cool story, man. So it's good to have you here. Well, it, I'm I'm looking forward to the next hour. Yeah, or two. Yeah. Or it three. might be three. Yeah. It might be three. I'm, 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 we're both talkers. Angus, let's get to know you. Okay. You are. When we were talking, you are not originally from Edmonton. Uh, what's your What's your story? Where are you from? Well, you know, it's interesting. I was born in a little town in Elmira back in 1952. So I am old uh, or big or long. Born in 52. Born in 1952. Like, I was, uh, I don't mean to get, like, you're looking good, man. <laughs> you Seriously, you're looking good. I didn't have you at 52. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. So, like, born in 52. I didn't have you yeah. born in 52. Good for you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, as part of being relentless, one of the things you try to do is, I, I, I remember looking at Bill Comrie, and this is like 40 years ago, and there he was, and he was starting the brick, and he you know, having lots of success in the early days, and there he was, and uh, playing squash and everything else, and kind of in the middle of the day, and uh, kind of t- taking really good care of himself. And I said, isn't that interesting? One of the busiest men in the city is out here taking good care of himself. And mm. I go... You know, there's a message here, mm-hmm. right? It goes back to the seven habits. You got to sharpen your tools, and and uh, which I hadn't read at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was Stephen Covey, which is a great book. So if yeah. anybody's looking for some insight of something you should read that's really easy to read yeah. and always fits into one's life, yeah, doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what you're trying to do. Read it and you say, okay, I got to do better at this, and whether it be listening or whatever, it's it's a great book. But I I saw Bill and I kind of take a look and say, you know. There's a message here. I've got to make sure I, I don't eat properly, and I probably have one drink too many. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, get too excessive. But I do watch what I eat, and I do work out. Yeah. I'm a trainer every tw- twice a week, and yeah. and I walk my dogs. And yeah, I, walk, yeah. I walk my kids' dogs. So right on. As a way that's to a go side, that's a side hustle business. Do yeah, they pay well, for they don't that? pay me. No, no. <laughs> kids only take money. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It's you're the bank. They're they the, social they're up the for the free food. Maybe a little bit of laundry and walking dogs and walking dogs. Yeah. right. They need dog sitters. Yeah, hey, that's the easiest thing for us to do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Well, no, I think it's great. So then, uh, originally out of Ontario. Uh, grew up there in the in the in, close to Toronto. I, think, I was right? in Toronto. Yeah, on my fifth birthday, I moved to Toronto. Okay, and I knew Toronto inside out. If you ask me what my community was, I can say four hundred one on the north and uh, uh, Eglinton on the on the south, and having a road on the west side and Young Street on the east side. And then as when I went past into university and started driving a truck for delivering furniture called Danforth Radio, which is like the brick here. And uh, that was what paid me my money for university, mm. part of that. And um, then, the, then all of a sudden, I thought what the edge of the city was is where I started. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I, I spent, uh, and then when I was 24, I, uh, after I graduated from York University in political science, I joined a company called McLeod Young Weir because I had to set my priorities. I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, do you want to go into law? Do you want to go into MBA or, you know, get some business experience. Sure. So if you're, as you li- listen to this, 
and you're in school and you're in high school and you say, I have no idea where I want to go to university. It doesn't matter. Just do it. Yeah. Right. Be yeah. relentless and just follow the process. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you take. You've got to finish it. Yeah. Right. So you've got to be relentless from that aspect to it. So I finished university and I'm saying, okay, you know, to be part of relentless, what are my priorities? And I got that, uh, some advice from an uncle of mine, which was fantastic at the time. I wanted more experience more business experience. So when I went to, uh, I was offered a job with McLeod Young Weir and they said, you know, the first year you're going to spend money in all our different departments, like some time in all our different departments and the money market and then this desk and that desk and the stock trading desk, the option desk, portfolio management, research and, and corporate finance. I actually spent about six months in corporate finance. And uh, then they pulled me in one day and said, you know, you've been here a year. It's been great. You've done great. You go, oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you, what's next? Yeah. And they say, now we're going to send you to Edmonton. Remember when we hired you, we said we might send you somewhere. And I'm thinking, I do not remember that part. You, know, you, don't, <laughs> you don't remember the Edmonton part, that's for sure. Uh, I, I didn't remember anything yeah. about being transferred. We had people from like Calgary and Montreal and different cities of Winnipeg that were coming to Toronto for this one year. Right. Right. But I was never, I always thought I was doing the job really well. I, I was relentless. I showed up sure. every day. Sure. And we helped get the training program back on track and everything else because it was like 1975, 76. And you kind of go. We're going to, you know, we're going to get this going. We're going to make it the best in the country. Yeah. And they said, you're going to Edmonton. And I'm going, oh. <laughs> but, that, but, but in some ways, though, that does speak to the good job you were doing, is that they were trusting you to come out here. They were obviously bringing people in, getting them trained up, doing a good job and sending them out, you know. And you know what? It was perfect for me because we were brought up, you know, I'm in the money world at this age of 24, very young. Yeah. I was starting to turn a little gray, yeah. which was to my advantage later on in life. And, um, but I would have a huge bias is that you wouldn't call people with money in your mind because you would feel uncomfortable that you're here and they're there. Hmm. Right. When you move to a city, you don't know everything is, 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 a, is an open book. I was going to say, it's like a telephone book is your, is your client list. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And in those days we had white pages. That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. We had telephone books mm -hmm. back then. That was the way you look people up or companies up in the yellow pages. Yeah. So, but I like that. The fact that you're, you're saying, you know, as, as a young guy, you're learning this, you're going forward. And, but I, I, it's almost that confidence factor or that maybe it's intimidating or you don't, maybe it's a respect thing where you don't call these people with money, but coming here, Clean slate. Yep. Let's call anybody. Yeah. And, you know, it's also a funny joke is, is that my name is Angus Watt, right? Mm -hmm. And you call somebody the president of a company, a CEO, and uh, Satch Angus was running our Angus, you know, the family. Okay. And, and so I say, you know, it's Angus Watt calling. Mr. Angus, I'll put you right through. <laughs> <laughs> so so he's he's hey, Sasha, tutor. how are you doing? Yeah. Said, oh, no, I'm sorry. This is, I'm Angus. Oh, Angus wow. Watt, right? Not not Sasha? Yeah. Oh, well, what can I do for you? You know, and, Got you in the door a few times. Hey, you had the conversation. Yeah. And, and uh, so it was fun. So what were those calls like? Like, I mean, what, if you don't mind, because again, I told you before we started, I don't know a lot about wealth management or money management. To be honest with you, my wife, my wife takes care of, uh, uh, wealth is a strong word. My wife takes care of our money for mm -hmm. the most part. Um, I took math 23 three times in high school, right? So it's not my forte. But but uh, when, when, when you're making these phone calls, like what is your job at this point? Like what are you doing? Well, it's a really good question because in that time in our lives in in the industry, we were stockbrokers you know right. we were called investment advisors but nobody knew what that meant but we everybody would call us a stockbroker i was a stockbroker and, and we worked on commission we would try to get you to send us your twenty five thousand dollars right and we would invest it we would be buying stocks companies like Alpert energy uh, nova corporation all different types of corporations bank stocks whatever the case may be and okay. and we'd be telling you how good we are and our uh, what our performance is right but we weren't managing really portfolios we were managing equities. And, and when I say managing, we were buying stocks and selling stocks. So okay. if gold stocks were of the flavor of the month or the year, or diamond stocks or oil and gas in, in this province. Yeah. And uh, so you say, oh, yeah, you know, we got the best oil and gas analysts. We got the best research over here in utilities. We got the best okay. research over here. And with all that research, we're going to help you buy stocks. 
and and it and today we're completely all about wealth management mm. we want to protect your assets yeah yeah right? interesting we, we want to take care of you and well back then it was about selling them buying and selling buying and selling transactions and now it's all about protecting what people have yeah or or maybe even what they're still investing so uh i want to say like wolf of wall street only legal yeah <laughs> well yeah, that, hey, that movie is insane hey, it is insane we weren't that you know pump and dump so to speak where you <laughs> right. you know put everybody's money into an idea and that's where you get into the money laundering and right. and, and the bad people the ponzi schemes right. and all that stuff but remember we also had the alberta stock exchange and the vancouver stock exchange mm. and that's where a lot of these things are done i know right. people come to me and say well you know we've only got 10 million shares and the the inside group owns three million or five million or six million and the floats this million and then and this is what's gonna happen, da 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 da. And then you find out some days you have three or four million shares trading in a day and mm. you're kinda of going, How could this be happening? You phone them up and say, Hey, what's what's going on here? And the answer is, We don't know. Wow. And you, you kinda of go, Really? <laughs> wow. You really don't know? You know? And uh and I, I think to be as I look back is that some of these CEOs and presidents had no idea what was going on, mm. but the people, it was being manipulated. And every time that somebody was fraudulent in, in our industry, it was always well premeditated. Mm. They always like, they didn't sign the check. They'd have somebody else sign the check. So you couldn't say, and you kind of go through all this stuff and, and you kind of go, whoa. So we go from the speculation, you know, the wolf on wall street mm -hmm. and we weren't in that group mm -hmm. but if you're buying stocks and you're buying penny stocks or penny stocks being under five or ten dollars sure right not 30 cents and a lot of your own gas companies were there and gold companies were, fell into that category and uh and the street had lots of favorite stocks at that time like pacific copper mines and you know and every time the management would go to australia they would pump it up right and right it'd go from this price 75 cents to 90 cents and anyways it goes on but if you take a look at, you know it those are the days you had your enbridge and trans canada pipe and nova corporation uh, a whole bunch of prominent edmonton alberta companies yeah yeah absolutely it's amazing when because I, I don't know a lot about it but i know that there's a lot of money to be made but I also know there's a lot of money to be lost. Like, like I got a buddy who calls the 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 stock market the biggest casino in the world, right? And yeah. I think that's probably pretty broad to save, you know. But it, it's a risky thing, isn't it? Well, it depends how you approach it. Anything's risky if you yeah. run a light, you know, just by a little, you know. You say, well, it was just I was close, you know. I just, but then if somebody's running it thinking it's going to turn green. You know, smack, and you, yeah. you, you have an accident. And yeah. what you try to do in investing, and especially in the wealth management, is avoid the accidents. Mm. And a good friend of ours, Dave Picton, who's a hedge fund manager for us at Picton Mahoney, he said to me a long time ago, I guess if you don't lose money, you have a better chance of making money. Yeah. And those are one of the things that just you remember. Yeah. Right? You just think about it. Sounds it sounds so basic. Yep. But yet it's so true. But life is basic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Life is about showing up and just, you know, Coach Hugh Campbell used to say his dad's expression was, you got to make sure you touch all the bases. Mm. Right? That's being relentless. Mm. Mm -hmm. Right? And if you touch all the bases, then you know what? You win the game. Uh, it's a very, very good analogy, good, a good saying for life in general, right? Do you, um, so you're, you're here, it's, it's, it's the, you came, so you came to Edmonton mid late 70s? Yeah, I came about 46 years ago. Okay. Yeah, so, late 70s. Yeah, late 70s. And you never left. No, and it's interesting because hey, as a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed guy, I was out here. And uh, the expectation is you come out here for two years, and then they send you somewhere else, and you're there for two years and send you somewhere else, yeah. which is really weird because how do you develop a relationship? Sure. Right? Sure. But that's the way that they were thinking. Yeah. And uh, I met a young lady. Her name was Heather Ray, who's now Heather Watt, who's my wife for mm. 46, 47 years. Awesome. And um, uh, we met basically day two. We're doing, uh, uh, Chieftain was doing a road show, which means they were trying to raise some money. They had a preferred, convertible preferred they were working on. And she worked at Merrill Lynch at the time. And, and she was the most beautiful woman in the room, I always say. 
She was the only woman in the room. (laughs) (laughs) I was on an expense account. Like I was out here for three nights. So I asked her out for dinner. It took me about 20 ass. There's being relentless. Yes. Right. I was absolutely relentless. Which is fantastic. And we became good friends. We just sat there with a bottle of Blue Nun or Black Tower, probably Black Tower because it would have had a bigger bottle. Same fluid, but it looked bigger. That's right. And uh, that was all I could afford. And I can tell you, we had no drinks before, no drinks after. (laughs) (laughs) And I have never sent a girl home in a cab before. Yeah. And I didn't know whether I should be paying and she should be paying and and whatever. Luckily, her mom told her, always have $5 in there. And so she had $5, she got home. Yeah. And uh, we became friends and then uh, we got married. And we were married just, we met in September the following October. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. I'm (laughs) still going strong. Yep. Still going strong. That is fantastic. You're married. You're working your way up here. You are now raising a family in Edmonton. This has become yep. this has become your this, home. This is absolutely our home. And yeah. you know how I define that? Because back in Ontario, we had a family cottage up that my grandfather and dad had built. Mm. Right? He was a school teacher. And uh, so there was a dam and there's a graveyard there, a cemetery. And uh, we have a family plot. And yeah. even when you're out here for a year or two or see what happens, you say, well, I know I'm going to be buried back in Bayshore. Sure. Right? Under the tree with everybody else. Sure. Well, that's not going to happen for the last many years or decades because this is my home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Edmonton's a good community. It's a great community. It's a good community. You know, you come out here, you you you, you just start becoming part of the fabric, and, and then that's that. Sorry to interrupt the Relentless Podcast, everybody, although this is a very good message. We want you to go and check out our Relentless merchandise store. That's right. We have launched a merchandise store for all of our relentless garb. We've got t-shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got crew necks, we've got hats, we've got toques, and we're going to be coming out with some more merchandise in the very near future. So please, www.ucan.ca, that's Y-O-U-C-A-N.ca. When you get to the website, you look up to the top right corner, I think it says buy our merch Hit that button, boom, it'll take you there. We really want you to wear our stuff. One, because every dollar raised goes directly into our programming for the young people we work with. And two, because it's a conversation starter for you. When you wear it, people are going to go, what's relentless? You can then brag about how you support an incredibly good organization helping young people. And then you can talk about how you are relentless in your life. That's what we want. We don't want us to just be relentless. We want you to be relentless too. Thanks for your support, and we appreciate you helping us out. Now, back to the show. Your um, business then start like, when did you start the Angus Watt Advisory Group, like Wealth Advisory Group? Uh, we started that in about 2000. Okay. I think is our official date when we do it because yeah. uh, I belonged to tech for 15 years and I was a tech member. That's like the executive committee. It's where a group of presidents, usually 12, 15, 16 people get together once a month. We'd have a speaker come in in the morning. So it was part of our continuous learning. So you talk okay. about being relentless. Yeah. Continuous learning yeah. is part of being relentless mm-hmm. and is important to keep you up to speed and sharp. Sharp, yeah. And we had a speaker, and he says, Angus, I know exactly what your problem is. I had, I had no one else to talk to about it and everything else. I got to go, hmm, how would he know that? I, was at, I had a glass ceiling, mm. right? Because we were getting there, and he says, at that point, I think we're $125 million and thinking, well, one day, you know, it would be $200 million. Those are big numbers. Sure, there, right? sure. So when we're at $1.4 billion today. Yeah. That's over the last 20 years. So yeah. there's a lot of growth. Yeah. And uh, so we – and then from a compliance standpoint – and we, we started teaming before it was popular in the industry. Where people had teamed before, it was because they were looking to put their commissions with somebody else's commission and somebody else's commission, and then say, okay, we're generating this much in commission, and therefore we need to get a higher payout. Mm, right? Okay. And the firm says, hey, we're, we're not with this. Yeah. But we're the first to actually, and one of the first in Canada, but certainly the first at National Bank, uh, to put it together as a, as a business, right? 
And uh, so we had annual meetings, quarterly meetings, reports, you know, and forecasts. You know, yeah, we, yeah. You know, even today with Jim's transition, you know, as I move in and move out, we got a five-year plan and a ten-year plan. Right. And Jim is your son. Jim is my son. And when we're talking about, because um, uh, essentially you're like a, you said earlier, it's like you're a franchise. Yeah. Is that a good way to put it? That's the way it's easiest for me to right. describe it to people. Right. Um. And obviously, it's been going very well. You guys have seen incredible growth in the last 20, 22 years since you guys have started this, which is cool. Thank you. Do you watch the show Billions? No. Oh, man, it's so awesome. It's, about, it's kind of about everything you're talking about. It's, 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 it, but it's very HBO. Dramatic. Dramatic, cutthroat, and hilarious as well. It's quite good, too. Um, but somehow, when I, when I think of you, I, I'm thinking of that world billions and just like the money coming in and the wealth management and then like the losses and the gains and the you know uh to me it just seems like very exciting is it exciting angus want oh it, i i love it and yeah. you know what's exciting about it there's two aspects to it number one if you listen to us on global we're always trying to educate you mm-hmm. so you have an idea of what to expect like you know what's going to happen this morning <clears throat> with the federal reserve <clears throat> yesterday with with uh, interest rates and right. inflation and where we're going and and the politics of everything and and uh try to put it all together because it's it's a big puzzle mm-hmm. and um but at the same time we have relationships we have people Right, and that's where we get back to our trust, clarity, and heart. Right, right. And as these clients, is like your doctor, right? If you've had the same doctor for the last ten, twelve, fifteen years, you probably go in and checks you up and says, "Yeah, God, you look good. Yeah, uh, yep, 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 yep." We do some blood tests. Yeah, I came back. Oh, your cholesterol's a little high. Mm-hmm. Do do do. We're gonna give you some pills for that, and um, maybe you should drink a little less red wine. Right. Like, like I think most guys get that from their sure, doctors. Sure. Uh, <laughs> that's what I've heard for years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but then he'll sit down and chat with you for 10 or 15 minutes and you're thinking he's got a whole bunch of people out there, Yeah. but he wants to make sure you're doing okay as a human, as a human. Right. And that's our relationship today. That's what the heart's all about. Who's right. going to have your back. And it's not just today in the financial world. It's when you're 82, sure, 87, sure, and uh, or 73, and and you got grandkids or somebody that say, hey, you know, we just need X amount of money, ten thousand dollars, twenty five thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars, and uh, you know, to buy a house, to invest in this business. These people are going to hire me, but I've got to invest into the company, and you kind of go, you're going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars, and you need to put in four hundred thousand dollars to the company, and you know. Your grandparents just cannot afford that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's got to be somebody to push other people back and say, we've got to take care of these people. Yeah. And, you know, we, you know, um, dementia is a real issue and problem in health. And what we find often is when one goes, you know, one of the partnership passes away prematurely, that the other one's health changes. That's happening with my dad right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to keep him or her company. We have to make sure that they're feeling good about themselves and proper. Yeah. And and uh, it's it's very interesting. Yeah. No, I, I can imagine. You know, I talked briefly the other day just about how that protective piece has become such a an important part of your work, right? Because it, as terrible as it is, there are actually children and grandchildren out there that are trying to rip their their parents off i mean it's i don't think it's like a daily occurrence for you guys but it's out there and that's very sad to me when i hear that well it goes back to the old expression you know god bless mothers is it mothers used to always say that uh um, money is thicker than family or was it family is thicker than blood but you know money always causes a problem in the mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. and um uh, it, and it just takes one yeah. Right. You could have you could have a brother and sister. You could have three sisters and a brother. It doesn't matter. It just takes one. Yeah. To I use the word to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Right. And in their mind, they say hey, this is okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they can afford it. They've you know they they don't need money for the next hundred years. I do. Right. And and uh, it's not a lot of money. And it's okay. Yeah. It's kind of. Um, you know, I'll just cheat a little bit. Well, they probably have the attitude too. Well, I deserve it. I'm their kid. Like I'm gonna I, get it. Yeah, I'm gonna get it anyways, or I deserve it. Like, 
you know, and I mean, who knows? There's probably a thousand different contributors to these decisions or these ideas or this aggressiveness that comes in. But regardless, uh, you know, I was telling you and when when my dad was in the hospital here about a year and a half ago and my brother and I were, were basically, it was all getting signed over for him and I, my brother and I, who's just the best guy in the world to, uh, to, to be in charge of my dad, right? Medically yep. and, and, and financially and all that. And there was a social worker at the hospital. And I mean, I'm like, why does my dad need a social I work, deal with social workers all the time. And this lady stepped in. Nope, none of this is happening. And she needed to just make sure everything was bang on. And then here's you know, like all the paperwork and for us to even make decisions for him in the hospital. And, and he was, it was just a crazy situation. I was happy it happened, but at first I was quite shocked. Because yes. I'm like, why is this happening? And she said, you have no idea how many kids yeah. come in here when their parents are in a state like this and get them to sign things so that they can. And I, it just blew my mind. Well, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen it where you thought you've had the will and you go through and double check everything. Da, 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 and then an ex has come in at the last hour. Uh, literally. Yeah. You know, like within the last 24 hours. And yeah. they say, you know, there's a new will. Oh, man. Where, where did this come from? Yeah. And, and, uh, Sometimes, you know, we have to be really careful here because we don't understand, to your point, the pressures. They're going through a divorce, whatever the case may be. They're out of money. Reason. They've been unemployed for six sure. months. they got a whole bunch of different reasons why they justify it in their mm -hmm. mind. And, uh, and they will always be able to justify it in their mind. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the need is greater than the, the problem. And, uh, but I remember one day my son, he was uh, taking a business at the University of Windsor where he was playing hockey at that time. And he said, Dad, our, our professor just said that if you can solve a problem with money, then you don't have a problem. And I said, yeah, no, that's true. He goes, really? Well, just think about it. Because if, you, if, if it costs you $10,000 for that problem to go away, there's a question of where you might get the $10,000 from and how important is it to you. Sure. But if I tell you you're dying of cancer, money can't solve it. Oh. Can't. Right? So there are some things that are unsolvable and unfixable. Doesn't matter how much money you have. Exactly correct. Yeah. You know? Um, okay. Like, I feel like we went on a tangent there, but I, I, yeah. I, I think it's a very interesting conversation to, to have. And, and I think that I love the fact that, you know, you talk about the protective part. Um, trust, clarity, and heart. Those are the three values of your company. Let's yeah. talk about that. Let's talk about the importance of those three things in the work that you do, but also in life in general. Well, um, okay, trust, clarity, and heart is the cornerstone of my life and the cornerstone of Angus Watt Advisory Group. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you learn, because we used to do a lot of bond trading, probably more bond trading than any other retail broker in, in the and city. And what is bond bonds, trading? Things that, like government bonds, provincial bonds, things okay. where the, it's a debt security versus a common share equity. Okay. And so pension funds, wealthier clients, they'll buy that as a security. It's like a GIC. Think of it as a GIC, okay. but it's not locked in. Like you can get at it. You can trade it. Right. And it, it trades on a yield basis with a, a term to it. Like the term could be 30 years, could be three years, could be five years, whatever the date is. Okay. And, um, but you have access to it. Yeah, we have right. access to it. Yeah. It's hard to get access to it directly today to get the yields that you think are there because you got to be dealing in $2,500 million allotments. If you're hmm. dealing in $25,000, you're, you're paying a retail rate versus a wholesale rate. Okay. And then it becomes unattractive because there's a handling cost to it, right? Okay. okay. So what you learn, and, and if I phone you up and you tell me you want to buy 500 shares of Alberta Energy, that there's trust here that you're going to send the money in or you're supposed to have the money in the account already. Sure, sure. <laughs> but if you went back 40 years ago, if you promised you're going to deliver it, yeah, that's okay because we'll take the order now because we're transaction focused and we trust you. Yeah. The, the problem is if, if you don't send it in, then that's my problem. Mm -hmm. So trust is really important, but it goes mm -hmm. two ways. But the, it, that's when we had a book of $20 million, right? Today we're $1.4 billion. And so how come we have that success is because people trust us. Right. They know that we're there managing or having their portfolios managed absolutely best of class. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're working on the asset allocation. We're working to make sure we've got the best managers for each of those asset allocations. And they're looking for a good rate of return, a stable rate of return, a reasonable rate of return. 
and with some protection behind it. Right. So, so that is trust, right? How is it that we have trust? Well, you have to make sure that you're always speaking the truth and you have to make sure that people understand you. People have to understand what you're doing. They say, well, it's okay, I trust you. Sure. But do you feel good? You feel comfortable? You think you have an idea of what's going on? Yes. Well, what can I do to help? Right. Right. Because you're not, right? And they say, well, I'm just thinking, so we can do this? No, 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 no. This, this is how it works. Oh, okay. I get it now. So we try to make sure, we absolutely make sure that they have clarity. Right. And so when you ask and somebody says, well, what are my fees? You can't, it's amazing the number of times people say, well, you know, I don't want to pay any fees. Well, you're paying fees now. Yeah. Do you know what they are? No. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it, I think that's probably more common than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're making sure that we know everything that you're doing. And we'll tell you what the fees are, where this yeah. is what's happening here. This is why we're doing this. This is why you own this asset yeah. uh, for, for these reasons. Okay. Right. Don't, but don't give me too much information, but I trust you and I understand what you're saying. And if I need something, I get it and I can understand the answer to my question. Mm-hmm. Good. The heart is the one that every time I say it, our clients have a little smile. Mm. Good. You're going to care about me. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy to care about everybody, right? When you have as many clients, that's why we have different, so many different partners. Yeah. And with the use of technology and Salesforce and everything else is that our notes are much longer today than they were five years ago, which are much longer than they were 10 years sure. ago and are huge compared to what they were 30 years ago sure. when they didn't really exist. And um, so now, so part of that is also our financial planning, right? And when you're a client with us, it's not just a question, you've got a portfolio, but you've got a plan. Yeah. You have yeah. an understanding. And in some cases, it could just be as simple as an RSP forecast. Another, it's really important to me to understand where your income is coming from. So it's reasonable to me that you're stable and, and that this money you, you need, you know, urgently over the next five years, or you're not going to need it in the next five years, or if you need it and, you know, not for the next five years, because you're still working, then, then how much might you need in year six right. and how much money we're going to have. So you've got a vision and plan. You know, how, what's your estate look like? Is all your paperwork to back to your dad's point? Are all the T's crossed and right. I's dotted? Right. They're not always. Right. And there's certain things that, you know, you want to be aware of, like on the tax-free savings account, that if, if you've got money in one account but not in the other account, if one's starting to die, you know, take the money out of one and put it in the other because it's transferable on the estate, on the death of it, right? Right, right. And See, this is stuff we're all learning. Yeah. Like after my mom passed, and thank God they had the paperwork <clears throat> lined up. It made life a lot easier on us. It Abs- definitely did. Absolutely. And, and you want to make sure that you have it's – it's a question of financial planning and then estate planning. That's right. Right? Because That's the estate right. is at the time of death. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and the financial planning is for your parents is that if something happens to your mom, this is takes care of your dad yeah. and everything else. And, yeah. And, you know, often I get a client, usually a man, say, well, you know, I'm not worried about her. No. Use a line from Danny Hoover. Well, you, you're telling me you're, she's not worth it? Mm. Well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not going to die, you know, <laughs> or she'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Well, how do we know she's going to be just fine? Yeah. Right? Such a man thing. Yeah. <laughs> Such a dumb man thing. Well, they deliberately made sure we weren't perfect. Exactly. That way we always have an excuse. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it is important on that heart aspect to it that there's so many different things. And it, and it, and so if you know the questions in the top of your mind, you can just gently go forward and ask the questions and go back and forth and make sure that the paperwork's done and, and it, it, their expectations are going to be met. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes we have to go through the paperwork. Yeah, right. It's an interesting thing that you talked about. I, I love all three of these values um, for life. Yes, for for your work, but then for life. But the the thing, and I'm going to put this back to to my work, if you don't mind. I believe that we we have those three things happening within our organization, and I'm going to talk about the philanthropy side of my organization, the people who support us. And whether that be individual donors, whether that be uh, corporations like corporate donors, whether that be foundations or, or government support, 
the heart piece is so important to me. I'm all about relationship, relationship, relationship. That to me is are the building blocks or bricks of any great organization. Whatever the field, industry you're in, that to me is where it all probably starts and finishes with everything in between. But the heart piece, whenever you talked about it, it's hard to care for everybody, like and especially when you grow. We're experiencing that right now as, as a charity because we are starting to garner a little bit more support. We're trying to grow that base, right? Yeah. We're actually, I've talked to you about this. We're going into a capital campaign here soon. And as we grow our our, our monthly donor base and, and which anyone listening, we, we need monthly donors. Please go to our website on, and, and join up. Um, it, but even like some of the, the corporate sponsors we've had for years, like it is tough to, to just foster those relationships in the way that a lot of people either want or that they're used to. And I want to, I just don't have time to do it all the time. That's hard. It is hard. Time is uh, a huge challenge for us all. Mm -hmm. Um, The only good news is nobody has time. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's funny. Back in 1992 and 93, I was the chairman of the United Way. Uh, And the United Way hadn't done well in the last couple of years. When I say that, it was tough years and we had negative growth. And they didn't know who their their uh, campaign chair was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I kind of say, you know, and I said, well, we want you to head up this division. And I said, well, who's the chair? And I said, nobody. We don't have one yet. Oh, do you want to be one? <laughs> well, what's it entail? And see what happens. I learned so much in time allocation. And the United mm-hmm. Way was such a great organization. And they were so organized. And we, you know, we, we talked about it, this outrageous goal. We're going to go from 9.2 to 10 million, and we got to 10 million. And somebody's going to come in at the end. And, uh, and then we had a little, but we got it all reorganized. We had the next campaign chairs. What happened, though, there was a, David Foy was uh, at EPCOR, and he was going to be the next one. And, uh, but he had a falling out with EPCOR at the time, and he wouldn't quit. And there was some, so he didn't step down. And I, uh, um, George Andrews. I said, George, we need to have the United Way campaign. We all know that. And I was last year's chair. So and we've got the next two or three years. And, and Bill Bannister and Dr. Bob Westbury were the next years, but they couldn't do it in 1993. I said, if if he doesn't do it, I'll come in at the last minute because yeah. I, I've got the experience. Sure. And it's absolutely unfair for something else to come through. But as you go through and you take a look at the time that, that took, and each each year in a campaign, you kind of go, I'm not sure how I did it. But right. I do know, I did tell George, you've got me for three events every week, whatever they are, whenever they are. Yeah. Anything after that is optional. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, a discipline, right? It's perseverance that you got three. And trust me, I always had three. I also learned in perseverance is that as the chairman of the United Way, I could call anybody and they would take my call. Sure. Right? Sure. And so you, you learn that, hey, I'm an okay person. you know. Mm-hmm. And this is why I want you to be the chair of my capital campaign, but I know you can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but maybe you know somebody that can. The Relentless Podcast is brought to you by You Can Use Services, which I am very proud to be a part of. You Can Use Services is an organization that helps young people move out of harm's way and onto a path of economic independence. If you want to learn more about the incredible work that we do with some very vulnerable young people, please go to www.youcan.ca. That's www.youcan.ca. Talk about time management. You tell me, I don't know if you're still involved. I know you're involved in a couple of these, but are you still involved in all of these right now? The CN Edmonton Community Board, you are? Yes. Are you, are you, you're a director there? Yes. Cross Cancer Institute? Yeah. I'm, yeah. A, I'm, I'm a campaign chair. I'm in okay. between roles right now, but trust me, you'll hear about me in the near future. Okay. Okay. Um, South Alberta Light Horse Regiment? Foundation. Foundation. I'm the and, well, and the foundation as well? I'm only in the foundation. I'm no longer an honorary colonel. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're a chair of that. Um, you were a co-chair of the, the Military Cup. 2017 2019 we just had one this year and you were chairing co-chairing yeah that? with doug goss okay um are you still the the chair of the alberta order of excellence 
No. No, okay. But I'm now a recipient, right? The <laughs> University of Alberta no. Senate? No. Um, United Way Northern Alberta, you just talked all about that, but you're not, not involved. You're not involved anymore. You're involved with the support network, great cause, but but we're in Casa now, right? Yeah, it's Casa now. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you're involved with them. Uh, the Angus Wanted Advisory Group is okay. Okay, and, and I, Jim's a little bit more involved than I am. Uh, and something that I think is very, very cool, and we can talk about this a little bit if you're okay. Um, the Edmonton Police Foundation. You are a founding member, and you chaired it for a while. Yes. And that was in what did you, what'd you say, early nineties? Yeah, yeah, about thirty. With, yeah, I think of when we had the helicopter. We had started about a year before that. Right. So, and and you were you and some others were instrumental in Very essentially whole. getting yeah getting that uh, foundation off the ground and mm-hmm. and and then all the work that they do in the community, which is fantastic. Yep. Well, it was all about community uh, policing, you know, mm-hmm. the citizens working with the police service. Yeah. And it was kind of a win-win situation. We, uh, Harry and I put it together. We went and took a look at Vancouver. We studied L.A., uh, worked with the police chief. We uh, had a little pushback by the Edmonton Police Service because they thought it was going to be something that they didn't want to give anybody any p- potential position of, of uh, what's the word I want to use? advantage sure and uh no we're just here for the good and if you knew harry hole that's what he was all about yeah and they had had a family incident and he wanted to support the police service and he there wasn't really a way for him to support it and so he said we need to have a foundation yeah he wanted sorry to interrupt you he wanted to support because he wanted to go like how can we help you police in whatever whatever area and they're like, well, you, the public can't make donations to us. Like, that's not really the way it works. And so that's where you guys decided, let's get this foundation going. Exactly. Correct. Yeah, that's cool. And then we started off with thirty-five thousand dollars that the police chief had from leftover from for charity. Yeah. From their national conference that they had in Edmonton. Sure. And Harry said, "Let's spend it. You know, let's. I don't want to have this money, you know, in a foundation and be there for fifty years and mm-hmm. and end out at five hundred and fifteen hundred dollars yeah. the endowment fund." Yeah. I want this money. I want to make a difference now. Yeah. And uh, then we did the police helicopter and uh, along with Bob Layton and Harry Mann and they were doing it and Ed McBean, Ed Bean. Ed Bean, yeah. Crystal right. Glass, you know, yeah. he said, here's $100,000. No, he got paid back, but it was 100% risk money. Yeah. And, uh, and we said, look at So Ed Bean helped start this too. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Well, he yeah. was really focused on the helicopter. Yeah. Right. And we said, listen, because they really had no idea how to do this, and we were also a charity. So we said, we'll, we'll do it. You go out, do your media things, do the things that you're doing. That, that's fantastic. And we'll take care of the back house, so to speak. Sure, sure. And that's exactly what happened. And uh, we ended up with about $900,000 left over. And I said at the very beginning, we'll do this. But if there's anything left over, we'll keep it in the foundation. Because that was the right spot yeah, to, to have absolutely. It, right? Everybody said, sure, no problem. Well, it, the helicopter, was, the, the uh, raffle was sold out, right? And so we made a profit of about $925,000. Wow. But the police helicopter came back, and, and um, they needed a few pieces for equipment, less than $100,000. So, yeah. you know, over the next couple of years, we did that. And, uh, and it was all for, to your point, it was all for community policing. So we could buy, like, walkie-talkies or radios or phones mm-hmm. for, for people in the community, but we weren't substituting anything for the Edmonton police service, mm-hmm. right? Like we weren't buying them uniforms. Although I think we did, <clears throat> we did buy the uh, protective apparel for the docks. Okay. Very right? cool. Yeah. So, but that was kind of, so we weren't buying guns. We weren't buying uniforms or anything sure. else for the police service. Sure. I know we helped the band, but that's different, right? Yeah. 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 Right. And yeah. that's part of the community. And, yeah, no, and now what, what the foundation does from, from my understanding is that they have some, some they, they throw some funds at uh, some good children and, and, and it's not the only thing they do, but children and youth initiatives that the police actually run program-wise within EPS. What we did, which I was really pleased with, Harry and I, <clears throat> when we were putting this together, and there are two reasons we did this. Number one, something from the community had to be sponsored by somebody in the police service, mm. right? It could be a corporal, could be the chief, whatever. Sure. And then it had to be blessed by the police chief to make okay. sure that it fit in with her overall 
priorities. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, <clears throat> and that was one part. The second part, Vancouver ran into a, a situation is that uh, one of the gangs had given the police foundation a, a check for $25,000. Nothing like some yeah. dirty yeah. dirty money. Hey, yeah. Look what we did. Yeah. And so um, we <laughs> had to make sure that we knew and the police service knew where the money was coming from. Man. I'm d- <laughs> I don't know why that's making me laugh a little bit. That uh, uh, It can be very embarrassing, right? Well, absolutely, and that's why they did it. Yeah. Right? I mean, they weren't looking for a tax receipt off their no. drug money. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Where do you get that money from? Yeah. Don't worry yeah, about don't it. Don't worry don't, about it. Don't worry, don't worry about, about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've done a lot of great community stuff, Angus. What's... what's, what's uh, you know, maybe this is hard to ask, but whatever, I'll ask. What, what, what's some of the, the stuff that you're most proud of that, that you've been involved with in the community? You know, put me on the spot a little bit, but... No, it's fine. Um, I think being the chairman of the, of the United Way mm-hmm. is I learned there are so many needs. Yeah. Right? Whether it be children, whether it be abused women, whether it be elders, whether it be the mental health side of it, mm-hmm. the food side of it. Um, it's just new Canadians. There's so many things that, that you'd, you and I never would have heard of sure. or thought of. Sure. And you're going through and you're meeting these people because I'd go, I was always happy to go out and be at corporations. And it was also a great way for corporations, especially the unions and non-unions and management to, to kind of mingle and get together. Yeah. That was the one thing a year they could have a they, common goal, a, something that they can agree upon. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I was uh, thought that was good, but I was really amazed by it. I remember when I gave my speech for the opening, and it was at the Mayfair or Mayfield Inn at the time, and you have I don't know three four hundred people there. And George said, he said, "You did great," because he was always supposed to tell me, "Don't tell me I did great," because you're always going to tell me I did great, right? Mm-hmm. Like how are you going to tell your mm-hmm. boss you didn't do great? Mm-hmm. But, but then you can tell me the two or three things after that we could work on. Mm. And he says, you know, after page one, you stop looking at your notes, right? So you're speaking from the heart. Yeah. And I could talk about my experience as a chair of the United Way of the difference we were making. Mm. And then people could see that I believed in it. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then they believed in it. Yeah. Well, there are many things. When I was the chair of the Alberta Order of Excellence, you see how many great citizens we have in this province, right? Yeah. Like, wow, that's interesting. Hearing amazing stories, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we take a look at uh, Yona, our youth orchestra of Northern Alberta. And uh, I remember the first time I was there and I was taking a look at it and, and uh, my friend was saying, these are like 20 students. And I looked at it and and they're in this school and they'd been there from like three thirty on and uh the bus had picked them up they'd had a little something to eat like apples and juice and cookies and yeah then they did a little exercise and they came in and they played some games so just kind of team games and and then they started playing in their instruments and they started off they would cut the instruments out in cardboard and they'd make it and everything else and sign a contract <laughs> that they never put their instrument down with uh, unless they put it in the in the box for yeah. it and you take a look at it, and I said, and there was like every nationality, everybody had a different nationality. Yeah. There were 20, and there was probably 12 girls, eight guys, boys, and there's a big guy. And I said, if that guy can play the violin, I'm in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And because he wasn't going to be a hockey player, he probably wasn't going to be a football player. Sure. He wasn't going to be, he was just going to be a kid. Yeah. And and now they've got 240, 225, 240 students in the Youth Orchestra for Northern Alberta. Wow. And they've got in three different schools. And Heather and I have supported it every year. And yeah. we go to all the concerts that we can. That's awesome. And once a year in June, they play with the Edmonton Symphony. And the Amazing. Edmonton Symphony and the Windspear have been 110% supportive yeah. of it. Yeah. And so we know, and, and Mark Delibri is making a, a difference. He's got this uh, Delibri orchestra now and you now have kids that are gone through the program that can actually be in an orchestra it's amazing right they're in university they're in yeah. the orchestras in different yeah. places and you just take a look at them and, and and music is a wonderful thing because it's global yeah right yeah and the pride that these kids have and the families when they go to the christmas concert i can tell you that dad's coming in and dad's got his work boots on and overalls and everything yeah. else and he's coming in to watch his son or daughter sing or play the, the music and everything else and you've got all the different and the pride and the families mm. you just take a look at it and say this is a healthy thing for our community yeah absolutely right 
Absolutely. So there are many things I can yeah. go on. Yeah, no, I think it's incredible. And, you, and you've been involved with, so I mean, that list I read is probably not even half of the initiatives that you've been involved with. And those are just ones that we found. And, and uh, it, it truly is awesome. What is the best part of being Angus what other than being on global TV, when, when did that also, how did that come about? You being a, a, a very trusted wealth advisor on global TV. Well, um, you, you know, if you go back to the beginning of time, there was a little show on QC TV on Wednesdays at nine o'clock or eight o'clock or seven o'clock. I can tell you I had an hour there and then we'd interview guests similar to this. Yeah. And I'm not sure anybody watched it, but Simil it was similar to this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we got into over a period of time, we hired a chap, Larry Ladder, and he had, uh, uh, 9.30 CJCA. Okay. And uh, the morning show and the, the afternoon show, Gordon Glenn driving home and okay. Bob Arnold in the morning. And so we'd always do the backup for for them, for, for Larry. And then Larry in, I think, 87, he'd been with us a couple of years and uh, he decided to retire. Or actually, he went to a different firm. I couldn't even tell you what it is, who it was. But we knew that he wasn't relentless. Right. Right. It was just a question of time before they'd say, you guys got it back. Yeah. yeah because yeah. we always made sure that we were there at 410 and 510. Yeah. And we were always there at 730 and 830 in the morning for the drive in. And, uh, and then being there is that we, and then we did, uh, K97 was her sister station. Okay. The rock and roll. Yeah. So, and those are the days of Levesque Bobien, which is now still National Bank, you know. This is Angus Watt from Levesque. We'll be in. Have a good afternoon, everybody. Yeah. People come up to me and still say that, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember it. Yeah. And then uh, Global was starting the morning show, and uh, they, they came up and asked, and it took a little while. They said, we're looking at it. We're looking at it. We're looking at doing a, a business segment to yeah. it. And then they did a business segment. We lost it for a little time because they wanted us to pay for it. Mm. And the Midland Wallen would pay for it. And we said, well, you know, they say, well, you're going to get this much value and you only have to pay this much. We knew that because we're business people, you pay this much this year, then you pay that plus 10, 20 percent sure. next year sure. and 10, 20. And, and we don't actually get a ton of business from it. Right. What we do is we get trust. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and our clients watch it. Yeah. Right. Well, it, it gives you, I'll say exposure. People, listen, people know you from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. They do. You know. So that makes sense that it'll build trust. Yeah. It'll build trust. So, no, I just think it's awesome because, like, my wife actually worked for CTV for years. So, Global was the bad boy. It's kind of the bad boy, but, but the good, but, the but good bad boy. Said, yeah, exactly. But I, but I always remember seeing mm -hmm. you on there. Um, what, what is the best part of being Angus Wall? What, what, what's, what do you love the most about your life, Angus? Uh, my family today. Yeah. You know, we got two kids. We got four grandkids. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been very blessed. Uh, everybody's in good health. Uh, it's no secret. Heather's had a couple of issues, but she's in great health today. Mm -hmm. And Heather's my wife. And uh, I've got a son and I've got a daughter. And my daughter has two boys. Mm. And they're both hockey players. Yeah. And my son has two beautiful girls that will soon be in January 6th and 4. Yeah. And uh, they live with us for about three months because of his house construction. Okay. And uh, we really got to know the girls really well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, young girls can be a little shy, especially grumpy old men. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't think you as grumpy, but anyways. Yeah. But they uh, they stole our hearts and, and we're in their hearts, mm -hmm. right? So, and they both have dogs and we've always had dogs. And yeah. I get to walk through dogs. That's right. So, uh, my life is perfect. That's awesome, man. Right? Good for you. Yeah, good for you. Uh, we end the podcast with uh, the Relentless Quiz. You've probably heard of it, um, or probably not. Uh, I, this is going to determine whether or not you are relentless. It, it's all computer-generated, like this automatically goes. Anyways, we'll explain it later. Very scientific, Angus. Are you ready? Yes. You good at tests, Angus? <laughs> Some days. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how we do here. Angus Watt. Fruits or vegetables? Vegetables. City or countryside? 
Both. Okay. Okay. Dirty bathroom or dirty kitchen? Uh, dirty bathroom. Salty or sweet? Salty. Okay. Interesting. So you are not a fruit or a sweet guy. You want vegetables and you want salty. That's interesting to me. You're, that's, that's, it's, you're unique. <laughs> you're unique. Okay. Morning or night? Morning. I knew you were going to say that because you, you didn't say you're at the office at 630 most yeah. days. Wow. Every day. What time are you getting up at? Uh, quarter to five. Wow. And I used to have to get up earlier when we did jet at 630 in the morning. Yeah. Or six, six oh five to be Man, exact. look at you. It's impressive. Favorite comedy movie of all time? Elf. <laughs> so good. It's such a great movie. And I watched a little documentary like uh, about like how the movies are made or whatever. It was all mm-hmm. on Elf. Very interesting behind the scenes stuff. You know, yeah. very, you should watch. I think it's on Netflix. It's a gr- that's such a great movie. Big, I'm a big Will Ferrell guy. He's a funny guy. Big party or small gathering? Small gathering. Okay. Phone in the bathroom or no phone in the bathroom? Phone. Thank you. Do you know how many people say no phone in the bathroom? And they're lying. Yeah. Phone's always in the bathroom. Like, they may not have their landline, but they for sure have their cell. Oh, it's a cell phone. It's yeah. a cell phone. This is, listen, I'm, that's where I do my TikTok. Mm-hmm. That's where I watch. Like, people watch their phone in the bathroom all the time. Uh, and, and, and you answered quickly, so thank you. Yeah. And the other part is TV on. Because I watch, I start with Bloomberg at sure. five. <laughs> sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you do, man. Mm-hmm. Um, a few questions left. Favorite love song of all time? I, uh, Angus, I know you have one. You just seem like a lovey-dovey guy. It was a lot of years ago. But John Lennon. Um, what's the one? Uh, I'll just say John Lennon. John Lennon. John yeah. Lennon. But it, it, was this your wedding song? No. Okay. I couldn't tell you what my wedding song is. Oh, jeepers. So many guys say that. Yeah. We got to know our wedding song. What do you that. remember of that day is the question. You spent your your mother, your mother-in-law and, and your mother or your bride, they spend months getting ready for it. Mm-hmm. It's over in one day. Right. And, you know... And all the guys looking for is a night. That, well, come on now. Come on, <laughs> Angus. <laughs> That's not a, it's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. Um, although the wedding song is important. I want you to figure I'll out what your wedding Heather. song is. I want you to figure it out without asking Heather. And then Heather's going to think you are an incredibly lovely man. No, I'm going to ask her. Okay. Right. Because if okay. I, I, I can't make it up. Well, no, but you can try to do a little research. I want to see if she knows. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and test her like you do know. Yeah. I get it. I get hey, it. Hey, do you remember our wedding song? Yeah. Because I do. I'm going to call her right after uh, this yeah, on the way right. back. <laughs> I want you to call that. her right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last two questions. Uh, this one's very important. Cake or pie? Pie. Okay. The last question for you. Describe your relentless podcast experience in four words. Fun. Educational inspirational and warm all right i like that i like the warm i think it's good you're a warm guy angus you are a man who i have known about for years and years and years and years and years and to be honest with you like it's a little weird that i'm sitting across the table from you because you're the guy on the tv that we all trust about wealth management so i think it's very generous of you to come and give us your time um i love the insights you've given us I really love the insights um, in around trust, clarity, and heart. Thank you. I think that's very important to you as a human being, first and foremost. Yep. That obviously you bring into all facets of your life. Um, on behalf of our community, which no one has nominated me to do this, but uh, I thank you for the things that you've done. And probably so many things that people have no idea that you've been involved with behind the scenes, um, which to me shows great humility. And, and that to me is the true uh, test or the, the true meaning about, you know, community and, and doing things when you don't need all the recognition and doing things when you don't need to have your name out there. And I, I know that there are certain initiatives you're involved with where they're quite public and there's a lot that you're not. So thanks for all that, man. 
You know, it's, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for your kind words. Mm. Where can we find you other than on global TV? Uh, you on the social media, you do any of that type of stuff? No, you know, we've never really gotten on social media. We have a website, the Angus White advisory group. Uh, and that's because of compliance, because everything we say and do is supposed to be recorded for seven years. Right. So you kind of go same with us as a charity. Yeah. yeah, We just don't even get started on it from that aspect to it. Yeah. So you guys don't do the social media stuff. No, but we do have a website. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So if people want to find you, they can find you there. Um, thank you again for your wisdom and, and for your willingness to tell your story. You're a relentless guy. And I actually love the, the way that you brought the word relentless into so much of what you talked about. You could be a marketing guy for us. So thank you very much. It's appreciated. I am in sales, okay? There, there, there you go. <laughs> Folks, you know where to find us. If not, you go to www.youcan.ca. That's Y-O-U-C-A-N. Ca. You can also find me really just on Twitter at Kyle Dubay. Um, but by all means, go check us out on our website. Learn about our programs. Learn about what we do. Learn about our upcoming comedy nights that are happening in March. We're still looking to sell some tables for that. Um, and our merchandise, all of our Relentless merchandise is on there. Until next time, uh, be relentless, everybody, and thanks for listening. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.